Hello, everybody. It is the Loftus Party. I, I really, I, I don't know why, but like in my brain, I, I almost started the show with "Oh, what a night!" But we can't do. I don't know why. Like as I be- began to talk, uh, that song popped into my head. We got a great Loftus Party for you this week. And 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 uh, once again, I want to get her in here. It is the uh, the Liberty Gypsy. Who I just found out. Where were you born, Liberty Gypsy? I was born in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, of course you were. Of course you were. I love it how the mystery just deepened. The mystery just deepens. My dad was in the Air Force. Really? Yes, he got out. Okay, he got well, he got out when I was six months old, so we wouldn't have to move a lot. That didn't work. See, now this is where we're the same. You you will always be the Liberty Gypsy, but that's what my dad was in the Air Force. I was born in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Ah. Yeah, the family moved from Ohio to Jacksonville to California. Uh, and then my mom said, listen, I, I got a bunch of kids. Uh, you're going to have to get out of the Air Force. I, I need to right? get around. So I'm not going <laughs> to – excuse me. I just think it's funny that you have this uh, very checkered past in terms of where you were born, where you lived. I yeah. learned the art of fortune telling in Alberta, Canada from a one-eyed man named Raul. Then I moved to Amsterdam where I – it's just crazy. God. It's fantastic. So oh. much going on. So much to get key, uh, get people caught up on. We had a uh, we we did a um, I'm in I'm in Los Angeles by the way. I I, I came back uh, for personal reasons. Then I'll be back in New York. I missed the big snowstorm. I missed it. I dodged it. I know. I saw that. I, I messaged you. Looks like you took out took the plane out to the West Coast on exactly the right day. I, I must have. However, I got a call from the people who I'm, I got a little apartment that I rent there in Long Island, and I got a phone call from the manager, this really nice lady, and she's like, "Listen, you got to move your car. The snowplows are coming through. You got to move your car." I'm like, "Lady, uh, I'm in California," <laughs> and she's like, "And she's like, good for you. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the weather. You might need some help when you get back oh digging your car out." So yeah, I, I have no idea what I'm going to be looking at when I get home. So anyway, I got some personal stuff going on here. It's all good stuff, uh, family stuff, and that's what's important in life, right, right, right? Absolutely. And then we taped uh, two new episodes of the Flipside television show, which, holy guacamole, Liberty Gypsy, things are going well. Things are going swimmingly. Oh, we had a fantastic crowd coming out. I put some pictures up on the the Loftus Party Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some crazy wackadoodle girls and their friends come out laughing it up. Uh, a nice couple came out from Colorado. They were in Los Angeles uh, for personal reasons or business reasons. They loved the show. They Googled the show. They came out to the taping. A bunch of conservatives came out. A bunch of just regular people on the street. We just had an absolute blast. The new shows are so funny, it is stupid. <laughs> Stupidly funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hilarious. Yeah. Hilariously funny. Well, I mean, like, a whole new level of funny. Well, the best shows are always when you get that good audience interaction and, and feedback and all that, and it sounds like you had a great group there. We did. Yep. A great – and um, we're going to be coming back. We're, we're going to be filming more episodes. Um in March. So when we okay. get the exact date, I'll let you know. I'm one of those people that I can only do the next thing that's in front of me, right? <laughs> that's that's as far out as I can think. So the next thing coming up for us, um, actually the next thing is, is Valentine's Day. We got to talk about Valentine's Day and how to do that. Because I've been, I imagine you as a Liberty Gypsy, you've kind of been around the block on Valentine's Day. What does that even mean? Well, you've been married for a while, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been married for a as, while. As as have I. Mm-hmm. And like I've been around the block. I don't know what to do on Valentine's Day. I'm done. I'm done with it as a holiday. Um, I'm actually very happy on Valentine's Day normally because I get a um, box full of chocolate-covered strawberries. That's your thing? That's all. I, I mean, it's just a nice little one time a year. Hey, love you. Thinking about you. It used to be really funny, though, because when I was first married, I had a VP that I worked for. And he would schedule the national functional meeting every year during spring break, which in the Northeast generally covered Valentine's Day. So, like, for the first five years we were married, we were never together. So it kind of set the tone. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's (laughs) – Valentine's Day, I've been married for a while, and it should just be one of those things where you just kind of, like, nod at your partner. 
right? Have a great day. Yeah, it's Valentine's Day. I still care about you. Have a great day. Here's a card. Love you, babe. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Chocolate-covered strawberries are wonderful. That's a nice treat. Chocolates, all of that stuff. But uh, I don't get overly sentimental on Valentine's Day. No. I think think it's for, uh, like, knocking boots. That's what I think. (laughs) I think it should just be, like, no holes barred. That's right. I said holes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You were saving that one, weren't you? No, 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 it just it actually, came up. It's it's one of those things that everybody says wrong, and I've and it's it's no holds barred. It's Correct. like it's a it's a like a wrestling thing. Like here we're gonna have a wrestling match, but people always say no holds barred, <laughs> and you're like, wow, that should be a thing. There should be like a there should be wrestling match that's like no holds barred, and then there should be um love making that is no holds barred. Oh my god. <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, you may be looking more forward to Valentine's Day. Oh, I doubt. I I guarantee you I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Uh. I I think I think it's a wonderful Hallmark holiday. It's it's created. It's it's like so many other things. I mean, there's some like service now where you can register National Whatever Day. I think I'm going to go register National Flipside Day or something. Oh, my gosh. The other day uh, was National Pizza Day. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the I st- stats on how often people eat pizza, too. That's outrageous. It is great. I'm going to, when I get back to New York, I'm going to make a pilgrimage to, I think it's called Lombardi's or Lombard's, mm-hmm. or whatever. It's like the oldest pizzeria in the United States. This place oh, nice. in uh, Manhattan. It's a coal-fired oven. I've seen it on the Food Network. Uh, it is, it's supposed to be fantastic. I have to go there. Anyway, I so, wanted to say this about one, one more thing just... about Valentine's Day. One more thing about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You know what I haven't seen this year are the commercials for the giant uh, teddy bear. No, I haven't seen those either. Isn't that weird? I, I think that com- hopefully they didn't go out of business because I'm always rooting for small business. But I always, whenever you see that commercial, give her what she wants on Valentine's Day. And it's some douchebag holding a giant teddy bear. I'm like, you're a dead man. You're a <laughs> dead man. If I, if I gave my wife, hey, babe, uh, you're awesome. I'm still crazy in love with you. Here's a six-foot teddy bear. She's like, it better be stuffed with money. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think oh, – was that gosh. Vermont Teddy Bear Company or right? something? And, yeah, yeah. I think they're still around. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But that's that's that was hilarious. Those were always hilarious. I hope they're still doing good. And then, and then I always feel bad for the people like – I used to make the mistake, and it's a rookie mistake. And for all the listeners out there, uh, don't make the mistake of uh, lingerie unless she's made it abundantly clear that's what she wants. Because then you run into that whole thing, like you get you get your girl some lingerie, and she's like, "Well, this isn't a present for me. This is a present for you." And the last thing you want to do is have a fight about your relationship on Valentine's Day. So, as much as you might want to get her that uh, that that thong teddy, or you might want to get her the uh, the thigh high leather boots or something crazy, play it safe. Chocolate covered strawberries, flowers. A nice dinner. There you and then go. Don't, and then don't go too big with the dinner. That's another rookie mistake. Don't go to some giant steakhouse and, and have, you know, the 20-ounce porterhouse rib killer and then expect to come home and knock boots because you're both just going to be bloated and irritable and, and no one feels sexy <laughs> when they're bloated and irritable. That's when you go to, like, some French restaurant, right? Exactly. Small portion. Yeah. Tiny, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, keep the portion small. Uh, and then make sweet, sweet love and have a good time in a no-holes-barred cage match. <laughs> cage match. Happy Valentine's <laughs> yeah. Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's have a no-holes-barred cage match. <laughs> I guarantee someone's into that. I guarantee, like, there's someone on the internet whose idea of a great Valentine's Day is, man, we should wrestle. <laughs> oh, my I'm God. Laughing. I'm not laughing at your weirdness. If that's what you're into, God bless you. I hope you wrestle and then you can tickle each other. As long as you're not a furry and then I'm kind of going to laugh at you. I think furries are fake. I know we you talk, do. We talked about that. I know. We, that's what we should get. We should get a real furry on the show. Uh, so anyway, so those are our thoughts on Valentine's Day. The the, the latest episodes of The Flip Side um, are going to be fantastic. We've got our, our best of Politicon interview which we talked about last week that's going to be a knockout show the two shows that we taped uh the live audience shows are just going to be killer super funny fantastic here's what i love um i love a lot of stuff 
this podcast, right, when I first started doing this, I'm like, it's an experiment. And that's the great thing. I, I, I love it's it's like whatever. Hopefully I have some kind of soul of an artist uh, left. But like I'm just going to figure out we'll figure it out as we go. That's mm-hmm. the beautiful thing about it. And I, I think that's what's happening. And it's becoming a wonderful thing. And I really, really dig it. The same thing with the flip side. I'll be the first one to go on record. Uh, season one, just not funny enough. Just mm-hmm. not funny enough. Then we moved it to uh, Hermosa Beach and started filming it at a comedy club. It got a ton funnier. Now, uh, season three, if if the last four episodes are are any indication, watch out, world. Watch out. Wonderful things are happening. And the Loftus Party um, website is just killer. That thing is just uh, – every day I go and look at that, I love it more and more and more. Well, thank you. Yeah. And that's a shout-out to the folks it. that are writing for us. They're doing a great They're the job. Best. Mm-hmm. They're the best. And then what, now we're, we're getting it down to the mobile sites, and you're going to be able to – it looks great on a phone. That's what I'm digging. It's Life is pretty darn sweet. Life, life is pretty is darn sweet. sweet. Yeah. I, so, well, you know what I want to see? Yes, what? I want to see, like, shortly, because the comedy club does go so well and out in Hermosa Beach. I would love to see the flip side show at a comedy club in New York, at a comedy club in Atlanta, like, take you on the road to produce well, that show. I think that would be fun. Let's see what happens mm-hmm. in the near future, because I'm, I'm writing on uh, Kevin Can Wait right now. CBS ordered two more episodes. So instead of being done in the beginning of March, we're going to be done at the end of March. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm certainly not going to complain about that. Uh, however, we might be doing some stuff at a comedy club called Governors in Levittown. Oh, nice. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. I'm going to be doing stand-up there. I'll be headlining that club uh, March 4th. So if, you, if, you, if you're listening in the New York area, uh, the Long Island area, come on out to Governors on March 4th. We should actually put that on the website, too. It's uh where yeah. uh, start pimping that but before that like i was saying i can only do the next thing that's in front of me right so mm-hmm. the next thing that's in front of me valentine's day and then the thing after that which uh i'm not going to be daunted by is uh is cpac yeah no and it sounds like it's going to be pretty big this year like bigger Who's than coming? It. um well uh, it's my understanding from the website that Governor, or Governor, geez, Vice President Pence, geez, Stacey, wow, um, <laughs> will be speaking. So we have the fun and 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 interesting um, experience of being in a place with Secret Service security. Um, Love it. So I saw that was confirmed for sure. I think they're still putting together the agenda, but I was told that about thirty percent more media outlets have requested the ability to cover it, and they think that. That's largely due to the new administration and interest there. Oh, oh, absolutely. They all it's they all want to see the the Trump circus and mm-hmm. hopefully that I think what they want to do is catch the you know the Republican Party's freaking out. What are we gonna do? I, I wonder if we could score an interview with Mike Pence. I would love that. That would be hard. We can try though. Yeah. Why not? You can only I'd be love told to... no. That's right. It's just but... just, just like just like my no holes barred Valentine's oh, Day. Oh God. <laughs> If he listens to this podcast, he may say no. Um, <laughs> oh, sad. You, sad just put a, you just put a gypsy curse on us. <laughs> I put a gypsy curse on us? No, By I don't saying do he's curses. Say no. Who else is there besides Mike Pence? Of course, he, the flip side, we're going to be taping. We're, we're going to be, be doing taping, which is super Loftus exciting. Party podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. podcasting and doing some uh, videos for the TV show. I am we told. got Mike Pence. We are on Media Row from 10 to 1, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So if you're at the conference, stop by and say hello. Yes. Yes. But now you're just giving me the where we're going to be. You're giving me the itinerary. Um, the full I'm... the full agenda is not out yet. So I did well, see Pence was confirmed, but they're still working on um, the total speaker list. So They're still working. Well, it's getting a little late. Oh, I'm seeing yeah. I'm seeing a guy by the name of uh, Mike Pence. I'm seeing a guy by the name of Senator Ted Cruz. Yep. If we could get, if we could, you know what? And I got, I know a guy. I know a guy. Let's do it. Might be able that might be able to get us uh, Ted Cruz. Um, we uh, got. Oh, we've got um, Sheriff David Clark. Yep, Sheriff Clark. We got Michael I'd like Reagan. To get that guy on there. Uh, Scott Walker. Michael Reagan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm tell you what. I'm looking at a bunch of pass, pass, passes. Mm-hmm. Scott Walker. Mm, don't know. I'd want to talk to him about his little his Harley thing. Is that for real or is that fake? No, that's for real. Okay. Oh my gosh, Lou Dobbs. 
Lou Dobb. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, Stacy, guess what I found out? What? A million years ago, uh, episode episode one, season one of the flip side, I interviewed my my friend Sam Simon, the mm-hmm. you know, the co-creator of The Simpsons, great guy. He passed away, uh, cancer a couple years ago. And I totally forgot. This is what I, here's what I love about doing a million things. When you do a million things, wonderful things happen when you're not even paying attention. A long time ago, I got this email from a producer at that. Have you ever seen that show on Fox Business, Strange Inheritance with Jamie Colby? I hadn't seen it, but we talked about it yesterday, so I'm going to go check it out. Yeah, so I guess they're like, they wanted to use a hunk of my interview with Sam, uh, and they ran it. And one of the guys, there was a couple people who came out to the the taping at the comedy club uh, down at Hermosa Beach, and they're like, we just saw you on TV. And I'm like, well, hopefully, because it's a TV show. Right. And they're like, no, you were on Fox Business. You were on the Jamie Colby show. And I'm like, that's awesome. I had <laughs> no idea. Right? It's like Christmas in, in uh, March. Yeah. You know, who, you know who I'm – we were talking last week, and you, you made a real pitch to, like, circle the wagons and promote people and that are out there trying to yeah. do the right thing. You know who's on this list that I would love to interview? Who? Deneen Borelli. She is awesome. Deneen Borelli. I'm looking mm-hmm. at her picture. She's a commentator. Uh, what, do, what do we know about Deneen? She's a commentator on um, Conservative Review and Fox News. You'll see her there uh, periodically as well as CNN. Um, she was also very, very – I can't remember the name of the original um, the original not-for-profit she was working with. I think it was like um, – had to do with uh, minorities and economic opportunity, Freedom Works. Okay. I think she was with Freedom Works originally, and she act. There's a great video of her because she actually got herself a booth at the NAACP conference, and she nice. was talking about economic freedom and starting small business and economic incentives and all this great stuff. And oh my God, the people were so awful to her. They were so awful, and she was just. She had her her messaging, and she had her what she was there to try to accomplish, and the conference conversation she was trying to start about a different approach to poverty and, and other things and she was just amazing amazing that's fantastic i tell yeah. you what that is uh sometimes when you're ahead of the curve mm-hmm. as i as i think we are with the flip side television show mm-hmm. on youtube america and as i think we are with the loftusparty.com mm-hmm. and as i think we are with the loftus party podcast it's it can be very lonely it can be extreme <laughs> no extremely lonely yeah. however there's an excitement when you see people catching up right? right and that's that's the excitement that i feel right now and it's like with uh, the young lady you were just talking about at the NAACP thing mm-hmm. and it's like with michael Steele, and you see you see people like realizing the war on poverty, the things that we've been trying have not worked. Right. Now, if there's one th- if there's one thing we know that that works like you, you can scientifically entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. capitalism, small business. It always works. Yep. Socialism always fails. Capitalism always works. So let's figure out a way to get some money into these communities to get these people rocking and rolling. And I guarantee uh it, it, you just need a little bit of seed money. You just need a little bit of seed money and get them started. Well, and I uh, think I think Ben Carson had a great idea on repatriation of cash. You need to make a little. You need to make some investments, specific communities. But we're not going to tax you. It looks like t- Trump's tax plan, with what's being talked about right now, would bring down repatriation of cash. You know, there's a lot of it overseas because of our horrible tax structure. Um, yeah, yeah. For U.S. businesses, he's going to tax it at a rate of about 10 percent. So I think there's a huge potential for some investments in some of those community. Absolutely, and make mm-hmm. some adjustments to Dodd Frank. And here's some. Thing, and I, I tweeted this out from the, the flip side Loftus. It was last night. I guess it was like 12 hours ago. Uh, this young man in Chicago was on the Chris Hayes show. All in with Chris Hayes on M- on MSNBC. And this kid, I got to find out what his uh, name is. But Chris Hayes did this special uh, Chicago in the crosshairs. Chicago in the crosshairs. And this young man stands up. He's being interviewed by Chris Hayes and just lays into Rahm Emanuel. 
Wow. It was a thing of beauty. And the kids like just throwing down statistics and talking about, you know, they've they've done they've thrown uh, so many millions of dollars into this thing. They could do it at the United Center. They put so many millions into this, but our bus stops are falling apart. They've done this. Blah, blah, blah. And this kid has a future. And you just have to th- you almost feel sorry for Chris Hayes. Really? Like, Why did I interview this young man? I, I, oh. I never feel sorry for Chris Hayes. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I just I kind of do in a weird did, way. Did you watch Tucker Carlson Thursday night? <clears throat> no, I missed it. What was he doing? Oh, my God. I'm not a normal TV watcher, and I usually watch the clips after the fact for interviews I'm interested in and whatever else. Of course, this was <laughs> – or, or no, I guess – yeah, it was Thursday night. So the the um, the decision came out, right, with the, with the circuit. Oh, the Ninth Circuit? That. This and Beautiful had, segue, because we got to talk about that. He had the uh, attorney general from Washington State on. Yeah. And I'm watching the interview, and I could feel my face going, what? And I look at Tucker Carlson's face, and, like, his eye, it, like his forehead was furrowed, and he's looking at the guy, and he's just like, seriously? Like, if I were from Washington State after watching this interview, I would be mortified. I would be embarrassed. Like, their I, I saw, had not a clue. <clears throat> I saw the funniest thing on MSNBC this morning because they were talking about the Ninth Circuit Court mm-hmm. and this the, the girl from MSNBC, she's got some legal expert on and she's talking to him about the uh, the Ninth Circuit Court's decision and she goes, was this political at all? Was this was this political at all? And the guy goes, no, this is about the law of the land. It's very clear. It's cut and dried. It's just about the law. And she goes, yeah, that's what I thought. Do you have any advice for the uh, Trump administration? And the guy goes, yeah, they better let it go. They better let it go because oh if you go, God. if you start messing with these, he goes, because if you start messing with these judges, I don't think you're gonna like uh, the decisions they make. They're because they'll start ruling again. So okay, so you'll so there. It's the law of the land. It's the law of the land. But don't pick a fight because they'll get personal. <laughs> oh, my God. No. Well, here's the thing, and here's the real information, right? First of what all, the Ninth – real information? Well, it is absolutely political. If you look at the history of the Ninth Circuit Court, they are the most overturned district court in the country. Okay. So when their cases hit the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is almost as likely to reverse them unanimously sometimes. Even even Ruth Bader Ginsburg is like, no, 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 right? They overturn the Ninth Circuit almost as much as they overturn the Obama administration. <laughs> yeah, I think they're running at like 80%. 80% of the time, they're overturned. Uh, here's what I think, and, and hopefully this is what will happen. They'll just write up a new executive order. I really hope they go that way. Hmm. Yeah, just write up a new one because it's going to take a million years to go to the Supreme Court. And then you never like literally you never know like that. Like John Roberts, when he was ruling on Obamacare, he was talking about things like that weren't even brought up into evidence. Like he was he was he was making a ruling on a case that was never made nor argued. Right. Uh, Well, that's kind of what they just did in the Ninth Circuit, too. Yeah. There's this really lovely section of uh, federal law 1187. And it's got very specific language, right, about the president's ability, and it's very broad. And okay, okay, roll that back to it's it's what what eighty seven? Eleven eighty seven. Oh, what's eleven eighty seven? Well, I'm gonna read it. I just have to. Find no, it. is it is it like a case ruling? Is it a file number? No, 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 no. It's it's an actual. It's the federal law that governs aliens, immigration, and it goes through everything. What DHS's responsibilities are that we don't let people in who are sick. That we, you know, it goes through the entire immigration um, outline. So it is you, the law. How... It is the law that is enforced by the executive. God love you for knowing it. Mm-hmm. But, but the fact that you can throw out something, something 1187 uh, terrifies me. <laughs> it was quoted on every show on Fox. I'm not that okay. smart. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. just like, uh, I'm, I'm not that deep into it. Uh, Subjournal 1187, uh, co-founder C. No, the law of the land. The, he, okay. Let, let's read the law for the people. Let's inform the, the masses. Suspension of entry or imposition of restrictions by the president. It's section F of one of the other subsections. Whenever the president finds that the entry of any aliens or of any class of aliens into the United States be detrimental to the interests of the United States, he may by proclamation, also called an executive order, and for such period as he shall deem necessary, suspend the entry of all aliens 
on the of any class of aliens as immigrants or non-immigrants or impose on the entry of aliens any restrictions he may deem to be appropriate end of story end of end story. of discussion end of how? discussion so how 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 please someone needs to explain this to me well there's two really unusual how can the ninth reach their decision well, the really interesting thing about the decision is they never cited this law. They never answered how their decision either supported or was supported by the law that governs in immigration, which is actually what is called plenary power, right? So Congress actually gave the president. I love how you say that. It's like it's called plenary power, right? Yeah. I've been doing a lot like of reading. I, like I've ever heard of that. Like I've ever heard of that before in my life. I have no idea what plenary power is. That could be like a way to make fossil fuels out of peanuts. I have no idea. Well, what, what it plenary... what it generally refers to is the courts have said we don't, you know, most decisions around immigration are not subject to review. So they yeah. have given that power to Congress and the president, and Congress gave the president the power that I just read, which means the president, who is privy to national security information, intelligence briefings, and whatever else, may be aware of a risk that Congress, or the vast majority of Congress, and the judiciary, who doesn't normally get national security information, aren't aware of, so he is able to make those decisions. And they never okay, even talked you. about thank that. You. That because that is what that's what my knee jerk reaction was. I love it when my like El Lamo white guy walking around planet Earth sensibility meets up with real legal uh, plenary power. Because <laughs> when 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 the when the legal when the decision came down from the Ninth Circuit Court, my my knee jerk reaction was, how can they possibly make this decision? Because they don't know the stuff the president knows. Well, like the if, president has these, the president has has these briefings. Every president does, where where the the intelligence community goes, yikes! There's some bad guys over here in uh, Nookie Nookie Land, mm -hmm. and you're like, really? There's bad guys in Nookie Nookie Land because Nookie Nookie Land sounds like it'd be kind of delightful. <laughs> <laughs> so the president, they goes, probably no. have no whole barred Valentine's Day there. I'm just I, saying. I, you know, I bet they do, and I bet it's awesome. Exactly. Uh, so, um, so the president says we gotta we gotta stop the people coming in from this particular uh, place. So, so the judge in the Ninth Circuit, who has n literally no idea what they're talking about, literally no idea, they go, "No, those people are cool." Yeah, no, that and, and, and that's, that's essentially what, what they did. Well, and there's two really, really, really upsetting things in their decision that make me want to like slam my head in the desk. Remember that guy in Sesame Street that used to like beat his head on the keyboard? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. literally like what some of this makes me want to do. So the first one is they essentially extended due process rights to foreign applicants for visas in other countries. They are not even on our soil. It's um, it, That's it's, terrifying. It's nuts. It is. It how, is. How do, you, how do you drone a terrorist who has due process rights under the Constitution? You can't. Yeah, that is uh, that is truly uh, upsetting and terrifying. And then here's here's where we get to here's where we get to <clears throat> the scary part of all this, because it's it is scary. You know, I, I don't want to be a fear monger or anything. However, if if the people who support the president's executive order, if the people like like me who like I would rather err on the side of caution. Mm -hmm. Right. If if we are right. Um, everything's fine. Everything's if we are right, everything's fine. If the night and, and if we're and if we're wrong, everything's fine. So it's a win-win scenario. If we're right, everything's fine. If we're wrong, everything's fine. If the Ninth Circuit Court is wrong, people are gonna die. Right. Well, and I mean to, and to write in like, a to write in a in a position in the in the uh, in the actual you know decision. The federal government could not give any details of any, you know, bad things that have happened as a result of people emigrating from this country. Oh, my God. Do you live under a rock? Yes. Like, like, why do they have to present that to you? Do, did you miss the vehicular manslaughter in Ohio? Did you miss the guy who stabbed people in a restaurant? Yeah, they both came from that country. OK, have you missed the crime rates in Minneapolis? I mean, come on. That was just talk so about ridiculous talk about one to beat your head uh, against a keyboard uh the guy in columbus ohio who was attacked with a machete is my friend bill foley no it touched i you know personally. that guy. 
when I when I started doing comedy in Columbus, Ohio, at the Funny Bone, a great comedy club, Bill Foley would always entertain there on Sunday nights. He has like a little tour that he does in that area. And and today, as of the recording of this show, it marks one year. Uh, he's had all these surgeries. He's had all this rehab. He is playing the guitar again. He's okay. a wonderful. A uh, wonderful, wonderful guy, and on his Facebook page, he has love trumps, or, or, or I think he did lo- love trumps all or something. Mm-hmm. And and I, I just like Bill, I love you, guy, I love you. But is that really like is that when when the guy was com- literally when the guy was coming at you with a machete, where you're like, hey, guy, let's hug it out. <laughs> Yeah, no, you fought for your life. Mm-hmm. You fought for your life. I'm sorry that there's not a lot of comedy here, but to like literally, you were the victim of a terror attack, and you're like love Trump. I mean, God bless you. That's the that's the soul of a. Maybe he's just a, like a, a much better Christian than I am. Maybe he's more in tune. But man, if if I was ever the oh, I don't want to. I don't want to go down this road. There's no, 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 no. There's no comedy down this road. No. But then the other really interesting thing about this opinion, the second thing that I find terrifying, okay, so the first thing was we're going to give due process rights under the Constitution to everybody everywhere. The second one, they used statements that Donald Trump made on the campaign trail about limiting immigration when he used to talk about a Muslim ban to infer yeah. his intent on the exec- executive order, which never talks about religion. So they actually took what he said during the campaign and said that matters, even though the text of the executive order never mentions it. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, uh, that's just terrifying. Yes. Yes. So I, I want yeah. them to I want them to shred this one. And write three or four separate orders, one that deals with visa application, the green card holder loan, because that's what got this whole thing wound up the first place. You know, write one about the 90 and 120 day activities and what needs to occur during those, you know, break it down in smaller chunks and let's let uh Sessions, Jeff Sessions, get into his role and actually develop a legal team to actually fight these things. That was the other issue. You didn't even have your head lawyer in charge yet. You didn't even have your guy. So the guy they sent to the Ninth Circuit, everything I saw and all the analysts I saw said he didn't throw it on purpose. He was just literally a second stringer because the department's not put together yet. Yeah. Well, yeah. so so they'll they'll write another one. Uh, they'll get it right. It is. Boy, oh boy! Uh, I never want to go up against the Ninth Circuit. I don't. Uh, I don't think they'd like me. And evidently, their feelings to them matter more than the law. That was a great. We did a segment on uh, the flip side: how feelings aren't facts. Hilarious. And that's just. I know you have very strong emotions. I know you feel this, and I know you feel that. However, feelings aren't facts. No. And yeah. Okay. So n- there's another scandal going on. I, I just love. I, here, I take such a great delight in the media being so wrong for so long, being so biased for so long, and now just trying to wrap themselves up in journalists and journalist integrity and this person broke this sub rule of blah, blah, blah. They're coming after Kellyanne Conway now for the whole, uh, I guess, the the Nordstrom's thing where she's like, I'm going to shop at Nordstrom's. I'm going to buy up. So I guess that's taboo and she should be uh, whipped in a public square. I think all she really said, and this goes back to the whole idea of what what was actually said. I I think she, like at the end of a segment on Fox, what I saw, she said, you know, I think Ivanka makes beautiful stuff. I think everybody should buy her stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, well, it that's... was like the biggest non like wow, whatever, whatever. Well, she broke a rule. She broke a rule, and we have to go after her. Oh it's our God. duty. It's our job as journalists. We got to hold her feet to the fire. And I'm like. Here's the thing, and there's just not enough room on Twitter. Like, if, you, if you're a journalist and, and you listen to this show, uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find out who from the Obama administration decided to blame the uh, uh, Benghazi attacks on a video, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Could we find out that? Could we find out who decided it was okay to lie to America, like on all the Sunday news shows? Whose idea was it to, se- to send Susan Rice out there and knowingly lie? That's a little bit bigger to me. Well, and who whose decision was it to send Ben Rhodes out there and completely lie about the Iran deal? 
Yes. 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 I'd like to know that that person was. I'd like to know a little bit more about the IRS uh, targeting conservative groups Mm -hmm. uh, looking for uh, their their particular little status there with the the government. I'd like to find out that. I'd like to find out a little bit more about the Fast and the Furious. Uh, So if you're a journalist and you you listen, how about you do the job of uh, you were asleep. You slept for eight years. And you had like just little parades for isn't this guy great? Isn't this administration trying to do something wonderful? Journalism is gone. So I love I love to see these guys on the on the Sunday shows and on uh, you know the political pundits and well it's our job as journalists it's our job as like no no you you have, you got a lot of catching up to do you've got like a straight up year and this is the other thing. just report the facts. Like, the more you go after Kellyanne Conway for saying something about Nordstrom's, which is completely ridiculous that Nordstrom's has taken uh, Ivanka's stuff off the shelves. It's just – it's so ridiculous. And then to treat that as if it were real news, that's why America doesn't like you. That's – you're doing – and it has nothing to do with – well, it has everything to do with journalistic integrity, but that's why we don't like you. Well, but we're getting all really, really, we're going to enforce the rules, right, about everything. And we had two things happen last week. We had Kellyanne Conway say, hey, Ivanka's stuff is pretty cute. And then we had um, Elizabeth Warren, Focahontas, all right, get up and read a letter. Well, when she was chastised for breaking Senate rules, oh, my God, that was the most terrible thing that ever happened. And oh, and the 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 hypocrisy. And this is what this is the commonality that I find with people on the left, uh, my liberal friends that come out to flip side uh, tapings and my Republican friends that that I that come out to tapings and people are everybody hates the hypocrisy. Everybody hates it. So Pocahontas breaks a rule in the Senate, but like I will persist and I will overcome. And isn't she a brave soul? And then you got Betsy DeVos. Annoying. Oh, uh, Elizabeth Warren is a joke. She really is a joke. She's She's, like a straight up joke. Well, she's at less than 50% approval in Massachusetts. The Republican governor is more popular in Massachusetts. Yeah. That's crazy. Listen, you you cannot, uh, you cannot, you can only be so outraged and do nothing for so long. Mm -hmm. And this is the problem that the liberals have. Oh man, the the poverty in here, it's outrageous. The poverty is outrageous. Let's get you guys some money. Let's get you, uh, instead of $400 a month, let's get you $405 a month. It changes nothing. And all of Elizabeth Warren's outrage changes nothing. But she's some brave woman for wanting to read a letter and break the rules of the Senate when when Betsy DeVos tries to go to a public school uh, to do her job and they block her from entering. Oh, oh then they're not heroes. only just block her, but she ends up getting scuttled away by the Secret Service. I mean, there that video appeared threatening. It did look it did look a little scary. I'm glad you said that. Like I don't because... know that anybody got arrested, but I can't imagine having to face that for what is essentially narrative. There is nothing the left put out there about Betsy DeVos in terms of her activities in, in um, Detroit, et cetera, that's remotely based in fact. Yeah, and then it, it was a little scary. Like It was like uh, Betsy and like her security guy, this black dude, uh, and they were outnumbered. It was like the two of them uh, and a bunch of protesters blocking the entrance with their bodies and then some reporters covering it and they got hustled out of there. They had a, they had they had looks on their face like, "Yee, this is not cool." Mm-hmm. So here's what I want here's what I want Betsy DeVos to do. Uh, don't even try to go into a public school anymore. If I was her, I would just be on the top floor of Trump Tower and just throw down decrees. I'm well, like, I think I'm, she needs I think uh, she needs to be in DC, but <laughs> nah, she nah. can she can do it from Mar-a-Lago as far as I care. Oh my god, but like, there You want to see what it looks like? You want to see what it looks like? Here's what it looks like. And she can literally just uh throw pieces of papers uh, out the window with her decree and the and the royal seal of Betsy DeVos out there. Just like, you want to see what it looks like? Here it is. Uh, I'm going to go uh I'm going to go total um Oh, who's the let eat cake lady from the French Revolution? Uh, Marie Antoinette. She should go full scale, full on Marie Antoinette. There you go. Well, I mean, the wig he, and everything. It's just crazy, though, because Jason Chaffetz, okay, the head of the House um, Ethics People Committee. What right? happened to that dude? What happened that, to him? Something. He goes home to Utah, okay, so he's a representative from Utah to do a town hall. 
Yeah. Utah is one of the most conservative states in the country. A bunch of liberal activists showed up to his town hall. You're going to love this. And they're all like, you voted for DeVos. We're going to vote you out. He's like, oh, you're not happy about my my vote. My vote for Betsy DeVos. And they're like, ah. He goes, then you're really going to hate the bill I've drafted to kill the Department of Education. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, go, Jason. (laughs) That's fantastic. I cracked up. Like, they're even trolling these guys in their town halls now. Like, everything is so contrived. Here's what I love. Everything is so contrived. Here's the wonderful thing about all this. Like, the Tea Party which was truly organic Mm -hmm. and was truly a grassroots movement. Yep. Got so much done that now the left is like, what we should try to do is we should try to do what the Tea Party did and we should get some funding and do some studies and this and that and the other thing. So they're trying to, it's kind of sad to watch them try to recreate the success of the Tea Party by like, okay, so we're going to have our liberal, our plants in here and we're going to disrupt this meeting and blah, 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 blah. It's going to change nothing. But the Tea Party never did that. They never disrupted. They never oh, protested. I, I mean, they protested. They had a, a beautiful, huge rally, right, at the at the Washington Mall. They would, the place was they cleaner would to, when they left than when they got there. Right, right. But they would go to town hall meetings oh, and ask sure. hard questions. No, they would ask food, questions. They didn't like the answers. No, they would do that. But, I mean, the the – they had specific policy ideas and specific things they wanted the government to do. The left doesn't have that. Like, they no. have nothing. They have no idea. The only thing they have come really, really put out there is you have to fund Planned Parenthood and, you know, you have to keep Obamacare. That's like they have no policy ideas as far as the agenda they would like to see implemented. None. Who is the latest who is the latest jerk that they're trying to sling around to be the head of the DNC? Um Keith Ellison and then there's another guy who oh what Tom is Tom, Tom Bob Bill mm-hmm. some some real pedestrian name. Yeah. Uh he's on MSNBC this morning talking about the the challenges that the Democrats face. And uh they've got a messaging problem, they've got an organizing problem, mm-hmm. and they need to reach out to the blah blah and it's like the same thing. It's wonderful to watch. I think it's I've I've never read like Sun Tzu's Art of War, but I one of the things I believe that's in there, and I'm I'm sure somebody will call me on this when I misquote it. It's like never interrupt your enemy when he's making a mistake. <laughs> that's how I feel about the Democrats right now. Yeah. I don't want to point. I don't want to point any of this stuff out. It's like, yeah, that's what you got. You got. You got a messaging problem. That's your problem. Well, <laughs> sorry about that. Boy, uh, something crazy happened. Something crazy happened there. Uh, no, I had to go on mute because I had to cough. <laughs> oh, I wish I had that button. Mm-hmm. Someday we'll have professional. Someday we'll have professional equipment. And oh, and then and then someday soon we're gonna be. Um, we're going to be actually showing this thing. I'm going to have to get all gussied up. I'm going to have to get all uh, beautified because this is going to be on the v- 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 video. Yeah, that that's the plan. I need to lose 20 pounds, but oh, <laughs> the oh camera adds 10, so I need to look. I need to look. I need to lose 20. So you and me both. Mm-hmm. You and me both. Yeah. Because in the in the writers' room, food is never a problem, right? And I try to oh, I try I, to I'm maintain. Sure. I try to maintain. However, it's a losing proposition. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you're sliding downhill and all you can try to do is control the slide into right. being a total slob. So the other night I'm on stage, we're getting the lights all set. We're doing camera tests. We're, we're getting some, uh, we're, we're shooting some promos. This is a great thing. Somebody is in charge over at U2 America, and I love it. They're being uh, aggressive. So I was filming all these promos, you know, like, hey, uh, hey, New York City, thanks for watching the flip side on channel. And of course, I don't have it in front of me. But that was it felt so good. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, so I'm like, uh, hey, New York, thanks for watching the flip side on channel. Blah, blah, blah. We're happy to be a part of the blah, blah, blah family here in right. New York. And hey, uh, you know, Jasper, Wyoming, thanks for watching. Hey, Wichita. Hey, Jacksonville. All these cities. I did a ton of them. So about halfway through, uh, the director of photography for the show and and one of the cameramen goes, uh, hey, man, uh, do you need to maybe uh, tuck in your shirt? And I, I looked down and it's and it wasn't my shirt sticking out. It was my gut. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, can't really, can't really tuck that away, guy. Can't really get rid of that with a tuck. And he, he goes, oh, wow. 
<laughs> oh wow! I, no way! Oh, I felt I, it was damaging. It oh, was wow. damaging. Yeah. So of course, uh, this morning I wake up and uh, you know, you know, the family's happy to have me back. I, I literally woke up to uh, a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> it's just like were they warm? So they were fantastic. I destroyed several of them. Yeah. And then yeah. and then last and then last night I celebrated the return of the Shamrock Shake. Really? Oh, I posted it. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. The Shamrock Shake is back. This is a good, good sign. This means spring is on the way. When's the last time you had a Shamrock Shake? Um, I've never had one. Okay, you're not American. You're a gypsy from Lithuania. <laughs> a Shamrock Shake is so delicious, and it is a, a sign that spring is right around the corner. And now McDonald's, God bless McDonald's, they've taken it to another level. I got a regular Shamrock Shake. And then I got another shamrock shake because now they do a half and half. They do half shamrock shake and half chocolate. Holy moly. So it's like a thin I was Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's good. Now, me and my son, we had a we had a traditional shamrock. We split that and then we split the chocolate mix because I am a shamrock shake purist at heart. They've got another thing at McDonald's called the Mac Junior. Well, don't have they have like this? some massive deluxe size Big Mac too? Yes. Oh, they got the they got like the colossal Mac or the Macity Mac or the Mac Daddy or whatever they're calling it, which is three patties. However, they have the Mac Junior, which I could eat one right now. Had one last night for dinner. I could eat one right now. It's perfect. It is perfect. I used to feel that way about the Whopper Junior. Oh yeah. I'm a big fan of the Whopper. Yeah, it's got like fresh veg and stuff on it. Um, but I honestly have not been to McDonald's since I watched that. Um. One, uh, oh, don't say supersize me. Yeah, don't say I watched it. it. I watched it. Okay, I haven't been you, to McDonald's okay. since. <laughs> Here, here's something you need to know about me. Okay. I hate that guy. You hate now, that hate, guy. Now, I'm sorry. Now hate, now, hate is a strong word, mm -hmm. and I've chosen my words very carefully. Okay. I, ha I hate that guy. Why? Morgan Spurlock. Supersize Me was just an attack on McDonald's, a groundbreaking, revolutionary idea in in the food industry. And McDonald's, whatever, I'm a huge McDonald's fan. Right. And for Morgan Spurlock, to I ate nothing but McDonald's, and I gained weight. Boo! No shit. <laughs> Go anywhere. Go anywhere. You could do it with. You could do it with uh, Frisch's. You could do it with Big Boy. You could do it with any with a steakhouse. You could do it anywhere. I could take you to a vegan restaurant. You eat the same. I ate the same thing every day. And it was just a level of douchebaggery, and that is really, really what compelled me to like uh raise the mcdonald's torch and elevate them because this guy's attack morgan spurlock he did a thing where he like he tried to live on minimum wage in columbus ohio for 30 days and he couldn't do it are you kidding me he's such a moron i hate that guy i hate that guy i hate that guy well i was never a huge mcdonald's fan to begin with oh they're awesome yeah no they're, they're, awesome. they're not my favorite i am a big fan of the chick-fil-a Mm. Love me some Chick Fil A. My um, only beef, my only beef with Chick Fil A, not open not on Sundays. <laughs> not open on oh, Sundays. I, oh, I don't care about that. That's, no, that's I think it's yawn. great. That's a yawn. That's such a yawn. No, 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 no. Now no. I'm, I'm like really getting angry about it, you know. And and God love them for not doing that. No, no, God no, no. I love that. that they don't do it. I just hate that I can never remember because usually it's Sunday morning when I want their little breakfast, Southern breakfast chicken uh, biscuits. They need which more are stores. Amazing. Um, we got a lot here, so but there's a southern there's a southern uh chicken chain also called Zach's which is amazing. But as far as my nationwide chains, I, I gotta be honest, Arby's my favorite. Okay. You've just brought it around to a very good place. Yeah. Arby's, Arby, I love Arby's. Yes, I, I love, love Arby's. some Arby's. There was a line of dialogue that I was constantly trying to get into uh anger management with Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. Charlie Sheen had this little – on the show, he's an anger management therapist, but he has like a traditional uh, therapy clinic with Selma Blair, right? Okay. The, yeah. Now, Selma Blair, uh, she, she was always nice to me. I think she's incredibly beautiful. She's She was great in uh, Hellboy. She's, she's fantastic in everything she's ever been in. 
she would always we'd always have these scenes where Charlie would be in their little clinic and then Selma Blair would come in. And I would always pitch this line, sorry I'm late, Arby's was packed. (laughs) (laughs) And we would just howl with laughter. We would just howl with laughter. And for some reason, it would never get in the show. And then finally, I thought one time it was going to get in. Sorry I'm late, Arby's was packed. It just seems so funny. Like this, like this, she's so dark and her hair is dark and she has a very, like super, uh, like a sexual energy. She's Mm -hmm. fantastic and she's pencil thin. And I just thought it would be hilarious. Sorry I'm late, Arby's was packed. So then we finally thought it was going to get in. And then it, then it's like, well, we don't want to give Arby's the free press and blah, blah, blah. And there's a whole thing with – so it never made it into the show. But I am a huge uh, Arby's fan. Arby's yeah. is straight up delicious. You know what I love about – okay, here's my – we're going to go long today because you have opened the Pandora's box <laughs> of fast food. <laughs> I have very strong appealing uh, opinions on this. McDonald's is awesome. Uh, I'm never, no one can ever say anything bad about McDonald's. You know what it is? Shut your pie hole. They also have salads. So now re-shut your pie hole. Uh, there's plenty of goodness there. And when people in San Francisco were like, we're not going to let you do a Happy Meal because you're using a toy to bribe my child, and I'm not prepared to have that argument. Or you can't win a fucking argument with a five-year-old. I don't want you driving a car. <laughs> I don't want you voting. If you can't, if you can't outwit a five-year-old, you're a douchebag of the highest order. Go screw yourself. Well, okay. not just that. When my kids were little, I'd get them the Happy Meal because if we were out and about, the Happy Meal was excellent at distracting them and keeping them busy with the toy while I finished whatever errands I had to do. The toys that and the Happy Meal. Sorry, they're awesome. I'm sorry, they're awesome. There's a, the new the one this week is a uh, a, a Batman one where mm-hmm. it's like a little Batman mask that you put up, and then there's like a little uh, slide that you put in, and you see scenes from the Lego Batman movie in 3D. They are literally like giving away old school Viewmasters. It's cool. fantastic. Yeah, they're great. I'm sorry they're so awesome. I'm sorry that, like, Subway is giving away stuff from the 15th century, right? <laughs> like, like, here's, like, you go into Subway, they have a kid's meal, it's like fucking tiddlywinks with pictures of Howdy Doody on it. Yeah, right? I'm I'm over so anyway. Subway. Their sandwiches went straight to hell. I'm a big fan of Firehouse Subs. Oh, they see mm-hmm. you just lost me again. Arby's. I I can't get I got to get back to Arby's real oh, okay. quick. Here's my here's my problem with Arby's. Half the time you go in there, they're not ready to sell a sandwich. You're like, "I'll have a roast beef sandwich, please." And then the guy at the cash register like looks back at the people in the kitchen like, "I don't know if we're ready." Like, "What have you been doing all day?" <laughs> All day, you had one job. Get the roast beef ready, and that's what RB stands for: is roast beef. So uh-huh. literally, it that is the name of the store. I should never have to wait for a roast beef sandwich at Arby's. I should be allowed to go behind the counter and smack you upside the head. What have you been doing all day? It's two in the afternoon. I shouldn't go. I'll have a roast beef sandwich, please. And then you look around like I I don't know. I don't know if we can do it. <laughs> what else? What else are you doing? I love it. No, my my favorite Arby's thing is you take their Arby's sauce, you know, the kind of orange one. Yeah. Like the sweet one. And then you take their horsey sauce and you make a big pile of it. Yes. And then you dip your curly fries in it. You mix it all together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That is what, (laughs) oh, I want it right now. I want it right now. You know what what you're close to that I want right now? RBQ. Have you, when's the last time you had an RBQ? Oh, no. it's delicious. I never had an barbecue, but I love You are love not alive. Me. You are, not, you are a you're a walking dead liberty gypsy. I love me some In-N-Out burger. In-N-Out burger? I like In-N-Out. Animal I think it's style. See, mm. that's 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 the cool thing about In-N-Out is that once upon a time they had a secret menu and like only the people who were around it knew about the secret menu, but now the secret menu's out, so it's like, eh, In-N-Out's pretty good. In-N-Out's pretty good. Um, there's a they place in Long to be Island. In there's more a place. Well, that's a family-owned thing, and I it's know. it's 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 like uh, Chick-fil-A. Uh, they're very very picky on how they open up franchises. Yep. There's a place in in Long Island called All American Burger mm-hmm. that is just one of the best I've ever had in my life. Really? And why and why they don't open up more franchises? I do not know. Oh, I, so I they really are don't a know. Franchise. It's, 
No, it's like this family-run restaurant. It's like a hamburger stand from the 1950s, cash only, four lines going out the door oh, wow. uh, day and night, and it is hamburgers, cheeseburgers, uh, French fries, shakes, sodas, and then oddly enough, shrimp cocktail. But because it's right there in Long Island, the shrimp, the shrimp, and I'm not, not shrimp cocktail, fried shrimp, fried shrimp. It off the. Char- I'm not a huge shrimp guy. Off the chart, great. Really. Off have you ever chart. heard? Have you ever heard of Culver's? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Culver's is good. Oh, I love me their. Uh, what is that? Uh, it's not ice cream. It's frozen custard. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's delicious. Now I'm gonna say this about. I'm looking at the counter, and we're running out of time here. I'm gonna say this about Firehouse Subs. Here's my deal with Firehouse Subs. I feel like I'm being emotionally manipulated, and that's why I don't what? like them. Yeah. It's like we're just a sub shop, and we were started by Patriot firemen who just try to do good, and now we're making sandwiches. I'm like, it's too much. It's too much. It's too. They make a really good sandwich, though. They're okay. They're okay. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do the subway. If I couldn't do Firehouse, if I felt like Firehouse, like you do, I would probably do Panera. Uh, Panera. Mm-hmm. I used to love Panera. They've changed their recipes. Their chicken <gasps> soup. Their chicken soup is not what it used to be. Really? Yeah, That's sad. they're doing they're doing these lovey, touchy feely commercials about we love everybody and it's all organic and share a hug and a smile and it's all organic farm to table and guess what, Panera? It's not as good as it used to be. I don't go as much as I did. Well, and in the uh, in the Moe's uh, Chipotle battle, I am totally a Moe's girl. I don't even know what Moe's is. Moe's fast food Mexican that like make Taco Bell just look silly. That's great. I'll try oh, it. Oh my god, Moe's is Moe's is so much better than Chipotle. I uh, tell so you what, and I, here's the problem with Chipotle, and this is this is like this is great. This is the the big wrap around for the show because we're we're getting ready to hit the dismount here. Mm-hmm. Chipotle tries to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Chipotle's doing like identity politics, fast food. It really, it's like the same problem that the Democrats have. They're like, hey, this little section, we're going to make you happy. Hey, this little section, da, 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 da. And instead of just thinking of one big thing, Chipotle, what they did is they're like, we're not going to buy our chicken from these big giant providers. We're going to buy our chicken from uh, local providers, mm-hmm. which all sounds great, which all sounds wonderful. Right. However, you don't have that quality control. Right. So there's there's a, a Chipotle in the middle of, you know, we'll, we'll say uh, Wichita just for the sake of argument and and the who they're buying their chicken from the guy's a little lackadaisical when it comes to cleaning the old chicken and now a bunch of people get sick and they're yep. like uh-oh you're going to die if you eat chipotle it affects the whole chain and that's well and that's what happened to him really that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. you know they're but trying to be cool they're trying to do it the right way we have a we'll great do- we have a great what? blog up on the on the site um Kim wrote it and apparently down in uh in Texas, I think it's called Torchy's Tacos or something like that. Yeah. This little franchise is just going wild, right? And so they go to put one in Kim's little suburban town and everybody's protesting because they name their tacos really off color stuff like the dirty Sanchez. Yeah. Yeah. Well I'm I mean, just cr- while I'm cracking up. It's but I mean, funny. like, food is supposedly like they're supposed to be some of the best tacos ever. Well, you know what? It is almost Valentine's Day. It is. Uh, and I think everyone would love a delicious taco on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully that's what I'll be having. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take you. Wow. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. I can't decide. What do you call that? Was that a callback or a reach around, Michael? That's that. Oh, definitely a callback. <laughs> definitely a callback. Oh, Dang. Okay. All right. So we got to we got to slam through some Michael Topias. We're long. We're long, uh, Stacy. We're long. We're long. That's okay. Uh, Yes. Okay. So uh, in the real world, uh, there's crazy rules and there's crazy laws that don't make much sense. But in uh, in in Michaeltopia, things run differently, and we have a different uh, set of rules. So for this week's Michaeltopia, go ahead. Well, in Michaeltopia, you would be far better prepared for Michaeltopia than I currently am. <laughs> you stole you stole my Michaeltopia. <laughs> I'm literally... like sitting right there with you. We literally had this discussion before we started recording. In Michaeltopia, you're always ready for Michaeltopia. I just yeah. burned all my good ones for the television show. Um, you burned well, Seriously. Yeah? Oh, in Michaeltopia, we don't have robot trash cans. Uh, I My wife has replaced all the trash cans in the house with these, these motion-controlled trash cans. 
What? I hate them. They, yes. These things like you, you, the trash can lid is closed and you, you go to put garbage in it and it senses you and then it opens up the lid and it terrifies me. And I don't want to be terrified uh, when it's just, it's, it's just jarring. It's like a jack in the box, you know, you know, it's happening and all of a sudden ping, it opens up. I don't like that in my trash can lids. I don't think I'd like any appliance that does that. Seriously. Yeah. Like I don't Here's want I don't want things in my house that are that smart. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Uh in Micletopia, we have a new term for snowflakes. We don't know what it is yet, but we're working on it. I'm just I think snowflakes has run its course. Well, and I think the bo- folks we're kind of like fighting with now aren't really snowflakes. Like they light stuff on fire, break stuff. They're not melting because they heard a word they didn't like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, just... and now and now everybody's a snowflake. You can't. It's like yeah, we're the... like it's got. We got to go full on star bellied sneeches. We need a new. That's your homework, listeners of the Loftus Party. We need a new word for snowflake. We got to well, replace like the, it. The, the guys in Berkeley, people in Berkeley, they were like Bolsheviks. Like they were a little bit terrifying. I wouldn't call them snowflakes. <laughs> Right, and I'm not giving up on Bolsheviks, but we need to shorten that because, like, Bolshevik, tough to spell, takes up a lot of room on Twitter. Anyway, uh, a great show. Have a great Valentine's Day. Um, Let us know your your stories. I want to find out how people enjoyed their Valentine's Day. Stay in touch. Go to theloftestparty.com. Make sure you're following everybody on Twitter. Be our friend on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You got to get in on the YouTube channel because that's about to go, go, go. So it was a great show. Have a great week. Uh, I love you all deeply and as individuals. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you later. 